Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This episode is called Underneath the Coconut Tree. While the Fortunate Four fixed their ship, luckily it had only suffered minor damage from the storm, and then they packed some fruit and refilled their water bottles, and then they left the island and headed south. And Lila looked back at the island with gratitude. She said, we should call that island Haven. It was such a peaceful place. Dinky said, yeah, it really was. Bramble said, I hope the island with the coconut tree is also peaceful. They sailed for another day and a half. They saw a few more islands, but they seemed uninhabited. There were no more big storms, and the sea became remarkably tranquil. There were hardly any waves, just gentle swells. But there were a lot more time quakes, and they were more powerful than ever. All the kids would get sick now, sometimes throwing up overboard. Often they'd get headaches. After one particularly nasty time quake, Lila got a bloody nose. Ugh, I hope we get to the Great Ronzoni soon, she said, wiping her nose. Then, at dawn one morning, Bramble pointed at the southern horizon and said, Look! They saw a gigantic coconut tree, taller than any kind of tree they had ever imagined. It seemed to reach all the way up to the sky. The topmost branches were lost in the ever-present cloud bank at the top of the tree. And Lila said, wow. Dinky said, huh, I wonder if that's the coconut tree from the poem. Lila said, I, I think so. We must be near the southern edge of the world. I think that's a world tree that reaches up to the forest in the sky. Dinky said, do you think the great Ronzoni is a good guy or a bad guy? And how is he going to save the world exactly? Bramble said, These are the questions we don't know the answer to. Oh. About two hours later, they arrived at the island with the coconut tree. It was a low, sandy island. The ocean was shallow and warm and peaceful here. South of the island stretched the hazy nothingness of the really weird lands. Lila stepped off the raft and said, Hello, is anyone here? but they heard no answer. They walked around the giant sandy island for over an hour, calling out to see if anyone was there, but it soon became apparent that the island was uninhabited. Dinky said, well, that's a bummer. Then Bramble found the faint remains of a boot print in the sand. It matched the giant boot prints they had seen back on the mainland. And Lila said, oh, wait a minute. The boards of our boat are made of coconut wood. The great Ronzoni must have made the boat and sailed to the mainland. He was here, and he made the boat and left. And then Bramble said, so wait a minute, so you're saying that we just took his boat back to the island he escaped from? Oh, wow, that's really bad luck. And Dinky said, wait, so the great Ronzoni is a giant? Yeah, I think so, said Lila. I don't believe we came all the way here when he was all the way back, and oh my gosh, we have to return to the mainland. We have to find this guy. He's the only one who can save the world and stop the time quakes. Suddenly, there was another time quake, an extremely violent one. Ah! Dinky fell over, and the world seemed to tilt and swirl. 
and the coconut tree bent and twisted and sounded like it was going to snap in two. And that was very scary, for the tree seemed too big and elemental to break. Then huge coconuts came raining down all around them. Ah, they were like bombs or meteorites, and Dinky said, Ah, look out! One of them smashed right into their raft and obliterated it. Lila said, Oh no! Then another giant coconut came down. Bramble said, look out! And he pushed Lila out of the way just in time, right before it would have squished her. <laughs> and then the time quake stopped. The gigantic coconuts stopped crashing down as the giant tree stopped twisting and turning. And Lila said, oh, this is the worst. We're going to have to make a new raft. Dinky said, maybe we need to just find another random stink bug so we can have good luck again. Well, they started gathering twigs and branches to build a new raft, but it soon became obvious that they lacked the skills to build a vessel that was anything near seaworthy. Lila plopped down into the sand, and she said, We're no good. We're nothing. We only ever were fortunate because Chester was Mandalico. But we don't have any real skills. We can't fight, and we can't build rafts, and we can't hunt or grow food or do anything. We're useless. She put her head in her hands and started to cry. And then Bramble sank down to the sand as well, feeling defeated. Dinky said, Hey, don't lose hope. We might not have any skills, but we've got courage and heart and each other. Hmm? Lila and Bramble looked at him in surprise, expecting to see some outward change in his appearance. But he looked like the same silly Dinky he'd always been, although perhaps a tad more thoughtful. And then he started to sing. Even though we're gonna die, there's no need for us to cry, cause we've got each other, yeah. Lila and Bramble smiled. Then they heard a cry in the air. It was a puff dragon floating over the water. Lila said, I think that's our friend. I think that's the same puff dragon. He must have been blown away by the storm. The puffy lizard wailed again. Poor thing, said Bramble. He's probably been drifting for days. As soon as he was over the sandy island, the puff dragon deflated and flopped down to the beach. Then it tried to bury itself in the sand, but it seemed too exhausted to bury itself completely. Lila said, oh, it must be starving. She got some pieces of fruit from her pack, and she said, Dinky, go find some worms. Oh, I'm good at that, said Dinky, already digging. They brought the food to where the puff dragon was hiding. When it saw them, it started to puff itself up. Lila said, no, no, it's okay. You don't have to do that. We're not going to hurt you. She handed it a piece of fruit. Here. The puff dragon was far too tired to puff itself up or run away anyways. So it ate the worms and berries and bits of fruit they offered him. Then Bramble gave it some of the water from his bottle, and it lapped at the water greedily. (laughs) Bramble said, you poor thing. You've been traveling across the ocean like a balloon. The puff dragon made a noise, almost like it was trying to talk to them. 
Well, they stayed with the puff dragon, giving it fresh water and feeding it, and it wasn't afraid of them anymore. And then that afternoon, Lila said to the others, I have an idea. The puff dragon can't live on this island, obviously. It belongs in the desert. So we have to get it back. And if we could get it to puff up again, maybe we could ride him, and it'll help us all back to shore. We just have to convince him to puff up and trust us. Bramble said, but what if the wind blows us the other way? He gestured at the really weird lands behind the island. Lila said, yeah, we need some kind of rudder or like a propeller or something. Dinky said, well, I can move my tail like this. And he lifted his rear end in the air and spun his tail around surprisingly fast. <whistles> Lila said, I didn't know you could do that. Sure, said Dinky, all Galumpasaurs are triple jointed. Lila said, that just might work as a propeller. So Lila talked to the puff dragon, even though she knew it probably couldn't understand her. She said, you need to go back to your land, the desert lands where you belong and where the other puff dragons live. But you're going to have to puff up to do it. The puff dragon croaked, shivering a little. Lila said, we have a way to guide you back if you would let us ride on you. The puff dragon cocked its head and looked at her. For a split second, Lila feared the giant beast would eat her. It stuck out its forked tongue and tasted the air. But then it started to inflate. Lila got on top near its head, and Bramble and Dinky held on to its tail, and the puff dragon floated up into the air like a balloon again. And Dinky started spinning his tail like a propeller. Well, they spun around in crazy circles at first. Whoa, cried Lila. Dinky, we're going to get dizzy. You've got to control it a little better. Bramble said, wait a minute. I'll put out some of my legs like a rudder and try to steady us. So Bramble stuck out his legs a little bit, and Dinky tried to control his spinning tail a little better. And then they began flying straight. They flew away from the island at the southern edge of the world, away from the gigantic coconut tree and out over the mighty unknown ocean towards home. That's the end of the story Underneath the Coconut Tree. The next story is called The Great Ronzoni. Goodbye. <laughs>